an important element of democratizing access to data is being able to know that the right set of folks have the appropriate access controls, and that is very difficult to do when data is scattered amongst a number of processes. You're listening to Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. We're interviewing marketing leaders to discuss how they're using customer data to bring more deeply personalized experiences to market. I'm thrilled today to have our guest, Christian Kleinerman, on the podcast today. Christian joins us from Snowflake, uh, where he serves as their SVP of product. Uh, Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jason. Excited to be here. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, so Christian and I have, have sort of you know, worked fairly closely on, on, on Simon's roadmap and you know, aligned with some of the pretty cool stuff that Snowflake has built over the last you know, six, seven years. Christian doesn't remember this, but he actually came to our office, I think in 2016, when we were about 25 people you know, on the corner of 12th Street and Broadway in New York City. And uh, you know, I didn't even know he was going to come to the office until about 10 minutes beforehand when one of our engineering directors uh, beckoned me in. You know, I hopped in and, uh, and we had a great conversation. But you know, fast forward to 2023, you were really in a very different world than you know, certainly when Simon Data was founded. And, and I think you know, really sort of you know, phase in you know, uh, of, of sort of Snowflake's uh, you know, journey as it, what's now been and emerged as, as a massive, massive business. Actually, I do remember that. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about uh, really the evolution of sort of where cloud data is heading. You know, and, and for folks who you know, have been keeping up with Snowflake, uh, you may hear them saying this term data platform. Uh, yeah, but then when you go back to your data team, you might hear this term data warehouse. Uh, and you sort of ask the question, like, what's the difference, you know, and really, you know, are we putting straws here or not? And, you know, really the, the episode of today's show is really, you know, focused on this notion of, of this next phase of Snowflake's journey, where Snowflake is today, where where, where they're heading, uh, and really just dig into the data platform aspect that transcends the data warehousing capabilities, which is really just a small part today of what Snowflake actually does. Uh, and with this really asked uh, a fundamental question around you, know, how does Snowflake's data platform, you know, change data architectures? Uh, and more critically, you, know, how does it change your marketing uh, technology systems capabilities, your ability to personalize and your ability to really affect that next generation of customer experience? Maybe before I sort of kick off into specific topics, uh, Christian, do you, you want to add a bit, maybe just to the vision and talk maybe for a few seconds around Snowflake's data platform? Certainly. I would say that for the longest time, but probably the, the, the early beginnings of, of Snowflake, uh, an important goal was around the elimination of silos, data silos to, to, to be specific, such that organizations could make decisions across all the data that they have between different systems, between different businesses, between different uh, customers. So you can think holistically. Uh, our, our founders would probably get uh, a little bit upset if you tell them, oh, you started only as a data warehousing company, they were focused on both data warehousing as much as Hadoop and the big data technologies back in the day, because the promise of Hadoop was correct in many ways. Put your data in a single system, in a single platform. It's only that they solved for that part of the problem, and then they created 20 other problems. And, and our goal was create a platform where you can think through data holistically but with the familiar high-performance program models that were used by traditional database system. And what we've been doing over the last six, seven years is expanding that original vision towards not only eliminating silos in organizations, but also avoid the re-siloing that keeps happening by data getting copied into different systems. 
And the reason why all of that matters is data copies are, at least in my mind, the number one enemy of a simple and robust governance pla platform or a governance approach. Governance here understood as security and privacy. So our goal is help organizations to have the data in a single consistent platform with a single copy of each relevant data set that simplifies not only governance and security, but also most important, which is the topic of, of our partnership, how do you get value out of the data? So let's actually start with governance because I think when a lot of folks think about centralized data, the first thing that comes to mind is sort of the obvious you know, benefits around uh, you know, I have data from the web, I have data from offline, I have data from my support system. You know, but you know, I, I think to really appreciate the notion of integrated governance, you sort of need to think through what data silos look like. Uh, and I think one of the things that you know, you know, I, I think sometimes takes folks a bit you know, to really get their head around, you know, is just how hard it can be to manage data you know, if it's not living in a, in a single place. You know, so maybe you can speak to that in particular for you know, marketers listening listening to the show today, you know, you know, issues around GDPR compliance, you know, and and really just uh you know, you know, sort of a new world we live in around consumer expectations around how their data is treated. Why is this harder to do when you have silos than if, if everything is centralized together? Yeah. So the, the, the topic of governance is is broad. And and maybe the, the table six on governance is security. And you want to make sure that your data is secure. And the most difficult way to secure your data is not knowing where your data is. If different analysts or, or individuals in, in your organization start making copies of data, embedding it in, say, a spreadsheet, and the spreadsheet starts getting emailed around, I think there is very little hope of being able to enforce security on, on that type of data and let, let alone deal with the consequences. What, what would happen when, if some of that data leaked or landed in the wrong hands? So, so security is harder to do if you don't know where your data is. That, that's like premise number one where silos get in the way. The other part of it is you want to be able to give access to data to anyone that needs it within the organization. And again, it gets much uh, easier if you have all the data under a single platform and you can say, here's, for example, all the folks in my marketing team or all the folks in my performance marketing team or all the folks in uh, other function, maybe the security administrators, they have different permissions and different access controls. Maybe they get to see full fidelity of the data as opposed to partially masked data. So I would say an important element of democratizing access to data is be able to know that the right set of folks have the appropriate access controls. And that is very difficult to do when data is scattered amongst a number of processes. You mentioned GDPR, which complicates all of this governance uh, problem by, I would say maybe by an order of magnitude. There are privacy implications, what do you do with PII or individual data? But there are also some regulatory requirements around, you need to be able to enforce deletions. If I, as a user, come and say, uh, Jason, please delete all the information you have about me, for you to be able to comply with that request, you first need to know where is all the data you have about me. Again, single platform helps you with all of that. And maybe the last point around compliance is the notion that having the data, all of the data for your organization in a single place is increasingly unlikely. 
The reason being, again, regulation and compliance uh, mandates are saying the data of uh, nationals from my country need to reside in my country. This is happening in Europe, which is where, where, where we started, but you hear it in India, in Canada, and, and many countries are, are down this path. So eventually what you want is a platform where you can say, here's the data where I can manage it across geographies, potentially across cloud providers with a consistent interface and again with a simple common um, governance element. So that's the reason why all of this is important. And the only way to reason through the company's broad data set is centralizing and eliminating silos. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's it's an interesting thought experiment to think through how you know so many Martech architectures work today uh, with the centralized CDP model, which effectively you know works by air quotes activating your data, you know, which effectively ships a complete copy of all your customer data out into three, four, a dozen or more different systems. And you said a few things you know that I think are worth focusing on because obviously having your data copied into 12 places, each one of those different places poses a security risk on itself, but yeah, you know, there are other benefits that Snowflake brings to the picture around permissioning. Who can see which data uh, around geolocation? You know, with, with an emerging emerging set of European regulations, that all this gets thrown out the door as soon as you ship you know your data you know, outside of a governed environment. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's one of these things that you know while you know so many marketing UIs are so easy you know, to to, you know, to use, you just click a single button and it goes. Yeah, you know, but you're really just you know opening up a, a whole can of issues that uh, you know, otherwise could have been. Uh, you're locked down and regulated you know, already. Yeah, and, and maybe I would add, not not a, um, a criticism of the, the state of the art or, or, or where the industry has been at large is if you put yourself in the shoes of someone that needs to run a campaign, obtain some results and drive some metric, and they're waiting for a central governance team that every request takes forever and it's slow or the platform and technology is not there, then you have no better alternative than take some risks. And a lot of what we're working on enabling is the notion of you do not need to incur those trade-offs. You'll you'll hear us talking about programmability without trade-offs or getting value out of data without trade-offs, which is it, it would be nice for marketers to be able to move at the speed that they want, deliver campaigns, change data sets, change sources, change signals as fast as they need to, but again, without compromising central governance. and. That's the entire value prop of where, where, where Snowflake is, where Snowflake is headed broadly on enable central teams to impose policies and security uh, rules and role filters, but it does not come at the expense of folks that want to move fast and businesses and business dynamics are moving faster and faster every day. Let's sort of wrap up and put you know, governance behind us. And it's you know, for, for so many business stakeholders, especially folks out of IT and folks out of data, you know, these issues aren't issues unless they become issues, you know, although that's quickly changing by the day. You know, let's actually talk about creating uh, incremental revenue and driving business results. And and really, what you know, what is the promise of centralized you know, data bring? And why is it any different you know, than, you know, 10 years ago when you know, I could just put a pixel on my website, you know, collect some data on what customers are doing, uh, you know, have it in you know, a centralized uh, you know, SaaS repository, uh, and then you know, you know, wipe my hands and call it a day. I think it all comes down to be able to better personalize and customize your touch points with your users or your customers. The more every organization is data driven, the more data is getting collected about those different touch points, 
And we all expect as consumers the ability to, to interact with organizations that understand us as individuals and can personalize experiences for us. Case in point, yesterday I got an email, someone marketing something that I am already a customer of. Say, hey, you should join this program. Like, clearly, whatever campaign was behind that did not have access to the data set or the silo that contains the information that I've been a paying customer of that service for actually a few years. That is the type of stuff that I think that the organizations that are better at correlating data across sources, at understanding longitudinally the journey for every user, are going to end up with more effective campaigns. And at the end of the day, that's how you outperform. Either you do better spending or better results of your marketing dollars, or at the end of the day, just better experiences. But I think data is at the heart of uh, more effective and more personalized experiences. Yeah, no, and it's even just reflecting back on the last you know, six, seven years. Yeah, at least since you know, we've really gotten to know Snowflake well. Yeah, you know, we grew up you know in New York City with a lot of you know direct to consumer, vertically integrated e-commerce brands. Uh, folks like Barkbox, Barkbox, and Casper. Uh, these brands now have you know real you know offline distribution channels, and I think what a lot of e-commerce seen is that. Yeah, you, you must go omni-channel. You must go multi-channel, not just on marketing, but actually in distribution. Uh, and of course, when COVID came, anyone who was in e-commerce like went e-commerce pretty quickly. You know, so now we're in a completely new world uh, where the business requirements and the hyper-competitive nature, you know, of of e-commerce, you know, you know, at least is sort of one of you know, you know, and verticals. You know, the data is way more complex than it was even four years ago. Yeah, you know, and this is why uh, investing in data centrally with you know incredibly scalable, you know, and flexible data platforms is really sort of step one. Uh, and why uh, you know systems that might have worked three, four years ago, you know, don't even work at all today. I, I fully agree, and, and maybe I would add all that you need is one company in each category or industry or use case to do it well for everybody else to be behind. And the technology exists, uh, evidenced by, by Snowflake and by what, what you, you guys are doing on top of Snowflake, to create those experiences that leverage the wealth of data that an organization can have. And again, it just takes one company to do it in one industry for everyone else to look as if they're not up to, to, to par. And that's the, the the world that we're jointly trying to create. Yeah. So let's talk about where things are heading uh, for a few minutes, or some other benefits, and we'll talk about where things are heading. You know, and I know one one big, you know, one one big challenge uh, around you know data systems today, uh, and still think for that matter, certainly in this bucket, is that you know, adoption within IT and data teams is high. You write SQL. There's all sorts of robust tooling. If you know Python, and Snowflake has. Uh, a very complete set of capabilities that you know really enable technical stakeholders, uh, you know, and, and data engineers, data analysts, data scientists, it gets drive a ton of value. You know, but today, you know, in terms of direct access to snowflakes outside of, of data, the tooling is sort of limited. You know, and so maybe maybe we can talk about you know, a couple of trends you know, across native apps, across LLMs, you know, that are in the hopper, you know, or out in the wild, are you know being cooked up, you know, you know Christian, that you think you know can really be game changers uh, to affect that. Yeah, the, the, the broader strategy that we're, that we're pursuing is, is not to say there should be a single marketing tool or a single uh, approach to anything. What we want to do is create a very rich ecosystem in every category. You can say it applies to cybersecurity or it applies to, to other use cases. But, but in marketing in particular, what we want is to create a world where 
as I said, there are no trade-offs between what a central security and governance team may want to be true about the data, but also what the business and marketing teams may want to be true about their ability to run campaigns, their ability to be agile. And if data copies are not the answer, because data copies are a way to move data into a broad set of tools and applications, then the answer from our perspective is to turn that on its head. We want the applications to be able to run close to where the data resides, avoiding copies, uh, which have all the governance problems that we discussed about, but also it has efficiencies. If I don't need to have a process that synchronizes data between uh, my, my data platform and say my, my CDP, but my CDP can run natively, like, like Simon Data is, is doing, on top of Snowflake Data, it just removes all sorts of integration uh, pain points. So what we've done in, in Snowflake is we've expanded the set of business logic that can run uh, close to the data. Earlier on, we, we were focused on hosting the Java runtime. You mentioned the Python runtime securely inside Snowflake. And one of the, the things that we announced in the last couple of weeks is the ability to bring uh, arbitrary business logic through the hosting of Docker containers within the security and governance perimeter of Snowflake. That enables a much broader set of uh, use cases to run closer to the data. And obviously in, in the state of the industry that we're in, generative AI and LLMs are an important part of what business logic or what rich access to the data can look like. If you want to enable conversational access to data or if you want to enable LLM-powered uh, summarization or copy generation, all of that, you want to do it again without making a copy of the data. And the way we enable all of this is through this new container hosting that we call Snowpark Container Services. But the broad approach, the broad uh, goal of what we're trying to do as a platform and enabling ecosystem is bring the logic, bring the applications to run closer to the data so data doesn't have to be copied out. Uh, yeah, no, that's, um, we obviously at Simon are, are incredibly familiar here. Uh, but one of the, the big things I think is just worth uh, you, know, you know, calling out is just, you know, really, it, it's sort of a, a rethinking around how SaaS works, you know, and it's it's not really software as a service. Uh, you know, it's it's software that sort of sits on top, you know, and fully in line with your data. Um, you know, and when you sort of think through, you know, where things can head and what, you know, SaaS might look like, you know, two, three, four years out, you know, I think we're looking at a big phase shift. And, you know, fundamentally, you know, for brands that are making uh, you know, million dollar, ten million dollar. You know, we have customers who are spending well upwards of hundred million dollars a year across technology and teams and beyond. You know, these are huge bets that are being made. You know, these are the crown jewels that uh, you know so many businesses are are putting together. You know, for all the reasons that you know, you know we just went through that you know Christian detailed both across you know security and around leveraging the you know obviously leveraging you know these assets to you know affect business outcomes and customer experiences you know it really does ask some very basic questions around you know, how does data move back and forth and where does the application live and you know I think we're, we're headed in for, for, for some both disruptive and exciting times uh ahead depending on uh you know which side of things you, you live on 100 actually the, the same statement that, that I made about you just need one platform to go and embrace the modern way of doing things. I think it's going to be true. You just need one platform to say, I'm going to bring rich business logic and a rich application to run closer to the data. And 
customers organizations are going to see that as the better model and that's going to disrupt everyone else that is not doing it that way uh, you guys are at the forefront of this which we were very excited about and as a platform the value comes from enabling all these types of use cases at the end of the day success for all of this is entirely about business agility not only for all the application developers but probably most important to all the consumers and, and, and users that can leverage those tools that can decide to change a marketing campaign and add maybe an additional field or something like that, all within minutes. There should be no reason to have to put a request to, I don't know, some central team to do an ETL. All of that is going to be a story of the past. So I'm 100% with you, Jason. Uh, there's excitement and opportunity in front of us. And for certain folks, there's disruption in front of us. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been using an analogy recently, um, you know, around data enablement, you know, based off of my my four four year old and eight year old, uh, you know, sons. You know, the four year old, you know, when he comes to the kitchen and wants some food, I go into the fridge and I make him something and give it to him. Uh, but the eight year old, he says he's hungry. I say, dude, just go open up the you know, the fridge door and make whatever you want. Uh, and by the way, if there's something you don't want, we'll have a conversation around getting it for you next time. Uh, yeah, so I think you know this sort of you know, reflects the maturation of data in that today we really live, you know, in an age where predominantly you know business stakeholders and marketers are really at the the mercy of you know the chefs you know, or the data team to give them uh, you know to assemble their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. When in reality, uh, you know, as they grow up, they can pretty easily you know make their own uh, you know turkey sandwiches you know out of the cold cut drawer uh, and the bread box. So, so I, I live that reality. I, I distinctly remember past life, we wanted to send an email to a set of users. And then we said, oh, can we only send it to a subset that meets some criteria? And the data for that criteria was not available. And that turned into a three-month project. <laughs> Everything else was ready. And, and so I, I've lived that whole, you are in the hands of certain other people that control the data. And what we're working jointly to enable is that should be a thing of the past. Let's just move fast because business is not slowing down. Yep. So Christian, bonus question before we uh, conclude and wrap here. Uh, you know, if you were to have this, this conversation again with anyone in the world, you know, who would it be and why? Anyone in the world is a broad uh, net to cast. Uh, but I would probably look at an organization that is great at leveraging their data to understand their users and, and drive marketing and promotions and next best action type of uh, operation, probably top of mind or, or comes uh, to mind at this point, uh, Netflix. Maybe I would go try to have a sit down with Reed Hastings. Uh, I think he, he well understands the value of data, the value of personalizing the experience that you get. And I think we want to enable more and more companies to be able to be that data driven. Uh, yep. Now, and I'm, you know, I'm sure, like like myself, many 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 listeners are big Netflix fans, and it's it, it is pretty crazy uh, how they're able to pretty accurately you know, guess what I might want to watch when I first open up the app. So, yeah, that's that's a great take. Yeah. So, really, just recapping things today, I think. Look, there's a lot of you know seemingly you know boring stuff happening you know around data architectures and you know conversations with data teams that so many marketers are having today. Uh, yeah, but ultimately, it's it's really one of, of redefining a path forward. You know, it's really one of a, of a completely new way 
of understanding the business, you know, investing in you know really a, a centralized you know, asset of excellence uh, that, quite frankly, could you know, never existed before. You know, in a previous you know, previous generations of Hadoop and you know, on-prem systems, you know, I built these out, and it's a big part of my founding story. Yeah, you know, they were incredibly powerful but inaccessible. You know, the cloud changed everything, uh, and I think you know no one has, has executed better on the vision of, of cloud data than Snowflake. Yeah, you know, and I think we're, we're really just in for very exciting times ahead. Yeah. So, Christian, for anyone um, you know, listening today and wants to learn more about Snowflake, uh, yeah, where, where should they go? Probably start with our website, snowflake.com. There's a wealth of resources there, both technical resources, customer references. Uh, there's a number of videos. So that's the, the easy place to, to start. And I think we have a little bit for, for everyone. But the most important thing is, 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 is what you alluded to. We want to simplify the, the art of data management, the state of infrastructure management, such that everyone can go and get value out of data. Great. And thank you to everyone listening to this episode of the Data Online Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Simon Data, uh, please visit us on the web at simondata.com uh, or email us at hello at simondata. You've been listening to The Data Unlocked. You can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale.